and welcome to the latest edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we are going to be looking at the case of McCann and Healy versus Portugal. And this is a case from the European Court of Human Rights, application number 57195-17. And there have not been many decisions before the Supreme Court recently, The way things are going, I think there will be less judgments in 2022 than there have been in recent years. When we get more decisions, I will cover them on the podcast, but for now I thought I would cover a judgment from the European Court of Human Rights that I previewed in my newsletter about a week or so ago. The case involves the parents of Madeleine McCann, and I'm sure most of you are familiar with the background, but... If not, Maddie was on holiday with her parents in Portugal back in 2007. One evening she was left sleeping in the apartment with her younger sibling while her parents were eating in a restaurant close by. At 10pm the parents realised that Maddie was missing and she has not been seen since. The local investigation was led by Chief Inspector Gonçalo Amaral and after biological and blood samples were found in the apartment, the parents were placed under investigation. Amaral was eventually removed from the investigation after he was critical of the work done by the British police. He later retired and published a book that accused the parents of negligence. That book and subsequent documentary is the subject of this case, as the parents sought an injunction to have them banned. The claim was dismissed in the Portuguese courts, In particular, Portugal's Supreme Court delivered a judgment where it said that the information in Amaral's book was not new and mostly repeated what was in police reports. Furthermore, they said that there had been no unlawful interference with their right to reputation as the case had been widely discussed in the media already and the applicants, having sought media coverage, could fairly be regarded as public figures. The parents applied to the European Court of Human Rights on the basis of Article 6, the right to a fair hearing, Article 8, the right to respect for private and family life, and Article 10, the right to freedom of expression. And so that is where we pick things up. The judges unsurprisingly spent most of their time dealing with the Article 8 arguments and the privacy rights of the parents in this case. Article 8 is clearly engaged because the allegations in the book and the documentary are of a sufficiently serious nature. However, the questions around the investigation did also constitute a debate of public interest. The statements by Amaral were controversial, but did have a sufficient basis in fact. As was noted by the Portuguese Supreme Court, these facts came from the police investigation and existed in the public domain. Indeed, those same facts actually led to the parents being placed under investigation, so it's not even as if Amaral's theory is wildly off the mark. The final thing mentioned by the European Court of Human Rights on this subject of Article 8 was the impact of potential rulings against Amaral and the implications that that would have on the right to freedom of expression under Article 10. The Supreme Court of Portugal carried out a fair and detailed analysis in this regard, considering previous case law. Meanwhile, the European Court of Human Rights noted that this is an area where member states will be granted a significant margin of appreciation, and there was no need for the European Court to substitute its own view for that of the National Court. 
Moving on, and when it came to Article 6 and the right to a fair hearing, the relevant point was that the book was published after the decision by the authorities to discontinue the proceedings took place. If it had been the other way around, then it is possible that the statements by Amaral could have undermined the presumption of innocence that is guaranteed in the convention. It is true that the time difference between the proceedings being discontinued and the publication of the book was a mere three days. It had been suggested that Amaral and the publishers could have included a note in the book that pointed out the case had been dropped, but the judges decided that the fact that this was not included was not in itself an act of bad faith. Taking all of this into account, it was held that there had been no violation of convention rights and the application was dismissed. When it comes to the discussion around this case, I don't have any opinion about what happened to Maddie McCann, and even if I did, I don't know if it would be useful to air it here. At the end of the day, a small girl has gone missing, and that is a tragedy in itself. The specific case that we are dealing with here was correctly decided, and was probably not much of a surprise to anyone versed in human rights law. The right to privacy is important, but it should not be used to stifle legitimate public debate about questions that are part of the public discourse. The McCann case is an especially interesting one because, until their daughter went missing, the family were just like any other family. However, the investigation attracted a lot of media attention in itself, and the family then used that attention to make public pleas for help. In a short period, they transformed from private citizens to public figures, and that makes it difficult to know how much privacy they should be accorded. While they might not have liked the documentary, it is relevant that the parents appeared in other documentaries where they were allowed to give their own account of events. Getting the balance right is far from easy, but the court was right to defer to the knowledge and expertise of the National Court, and the National Court itself was right to err on the side of free speech and public debate. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com for the theme music. As I say, it's quite unusual to cover a European Court of Human Rights case on the podcast, and I imagine that there will be more Supreme Court cases coming, if not next week, then certainly the week after. So I think it will be back to business as usual for the podcast. In the meantime, do make sure you are subscribed to the email newsletter. There is a free version where you get at least a couple of free emails each week from me, uh, one discussing an important legal news story, and then a roundup of some of the top legal news stories. If you want to become a paid subscriber and to help the podcast to stay at free, that would be totally amazing. And you get access to more content from me, including an ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then make sure to check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'm sure I will be back in your ears with another podcast soon. But for now, bye.